Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. All right, welcome back. We're going to do Festivus Friday coming up in about an hour from now. Uh, we're holding out for a doctor who's going to be joining us here in just a moment to talk about what we've learned today regarding the death of Matthew Perry. Apparently it was due to um, an acute exposure. Am I using the right word here? Acute effects of ketamine. The acute effects of ketamine is what the toxicology report from the LA medical examiner's office uh, announced earlier today. So we reached out to our friends at the University of Kansas um, Health System, and we have connected with a psychiatrist and director of the Comprehensive Depression Assessment and Treatment Center um, over at KU to kind of help. They said he's all things ketamine to try to help us understand if this is used so successfully in microdosing for things like um, treatment resistant depression. How could such an outcome happen? Such a sad outcome. And we are going to visit with Dr. Tyler. Is it Chervested, Doctor? Doctor Chervested. Hello, Doctor. Hi there. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, no problem. So, can you just kind of help us understand where it says acute buildup of ketamine? If he was using this for treatment-resistant depression, um, how could we see in some patients this this sad outcome? Well, I'm a little unclear in the the article that was there. I was actually reading a New York Times article about it um, just before I hopped on. Um, if his last infusion really was about a week ago, it probably was not from that uh, initial infusion. I'm wondering if there was another ketamine source that may have been in play there because, you know, typically when patients leave a ketamine infusion, they're back to normal within three or four hours. And so if his last one was a week and a half ago, I, I doubt it was related to that infusion. And I, I, they didn't really specify if there was like oral ketamine that could have been used um, or if there was an other ketamine source that may have been nearby that may have contributed to, to that. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think I can speak much further to that. We don't usually see anybody have um, long-term pronounced um, problems from the ketamine after the acute infusion is over and they've been let go after observation. It's typically used, if I'm not mistaken, as either an anesthetic or as an antidepressant. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So it gained um, initial popularity in like the 1960s and 70s during Vietnam as an anesthetic because it doesn't uh, suppress respiratory drive as much. And so people's breathing is not impacted. And then in the early 2000s, we started to use it for treatment resistant depression and acute suicidality. What do you know about these clinics that have popped up? And we don't know, again, where he got this, if this was being prescribed by a doctor in close contact with him or if he went to one of these clinics. 
Um, but one of the things I read in that New York Times article where there are hundreds or thousands of these clinics that have popped up to deliver this drug. Yeah, so there there are a lot of uh, ketamine clinics out there that are run by a kind of a plethora of physicians, so ER physicians, anesthesiologists, psychiatrists, uh, and, and they've been around, like I said, since about 2000 is when we first started to get the initial reports that ketamine infusions were helpful for depression and suicidality. Uh, it is not FDA approved in the IV formulation, so this is kind of an off-label use for it. Uh, what we use here at the University of Kansas is an intranasal version, and that is FDA approved. And so that's something that, that we use for our, our ketamine. But yeah, the uh, IV stuff is is more off-label. Um, not to say we, we have never done that here at the University of Kansas for depression, but we currently don't do that. Earlier, last hour, when, when this story first broke, Dana was reading from some source, and it escapes me at the moment, but that ketamine is used in the treatment of depression when it is uh, resistant it being the depression, resistant to other treatments. Is that to say that if you've got really, really bad depression, ketamine is the drug you need to go to? Or Yeah, so, so that's actually my specialty is I, I run our comprehensive um, treatment-resistant depression clinic. And so the standard protocol for, for depression is, you know, kind of the oral antidepressants, uh, things like Prozac or Zoloft uh, or psychotherapy or a combination of both of those. And so you're going to have probably about 60, 70 percent of patients are going to respond to one or both of those in combination. But there's still probably 30 to 35 percent of patients out there that don't respond to the traditional treatment algorithms. And so ketamine is one of a couple of different kind of what we call interventional procedures for depression. So another one that's out there is transcranial magnetic stimulation. And then one of the more invasive ones is electroconvulsive therapy. That's kind of the one that has some bad connotations with it, but we still do use that for depression as well. And so ketamine kind of fits, fits into that next tier of treatment that we would use for patients that have uh, depression that is still there after we've tried medications or therapy or both. What are the side effects of ketamine? So the acute side effects, whenever we give an infusion or we use intranasal, uh, typically sedation, so it is an anesthetic, so it is going to be somewhat calming and sedating. Uh, the amount of ketamine is going to dictate how much sedation. So basically the lower doses that we use for depression don't tend to cause people to go into like a comatose state. It's yeah. just more kind of a, a general um, fatigued state. Uh, and then the big thing that makes ketamine um, somewhat effective is it's a psychedelic-like drug. Uh, and so it's not a classical psychedelic like you would see with like much rooms or LSD, but it does cause what we call dissociation, so this kind of out-of-body experience or disconnected experience. And so that happens, and so ketamine is sometimes referred to as a dissociative anesthetic because of that effect. Um, and so those are probably the two most common side effects. Uh, I'll tell you here in our clinic, we also see a little bit of nausea, occasionally some vomiting, um, or maybe a little bit of anxiety depending on psychologically what's going on. But in general, ketamine is, is pretty well tolerated uh, overall outside of, of those few side effects, especially when we're using it for depression because it's a very low dose typically, and patients recover usually within about two, two and a half, three hours. And, and, and doctor, you know, with the case of Matthew Perry, I think there were other comorbidities. It, it's very mm -hmm. well reported, even in his book, that he just struggled mightily with addiction issues over the years and ravaged by opioids, all of those things. I don't know that we're ever really going to know what happened, but if you are a patient taking ketamine, does a doctor say to you, don't go home and get in a hot tub or a swimming pool? just in case? I mean, like you would say to me, doctor, if you gave me an Ambien, don't go drinking a bottle of wine with this. Or drive um, your car. Or, or is ketamine just not powerful enough when um, administered correctly that you could go swimming or driving or sitting in a hot tub? 
So, so um, I, I have to think about a hot tub. I'm not sure I've ever that's ever come up. I mean, we don't want you to do anything strenuous or taxing uh, for at least 24 hours after you've had a treatment. So we don't let people drive home. We don't let people make legal decisions. You know, we're telling them not to operate heavy machinery or go back to work. So those are all things that we would tell a patient. Uh, the other thing is there are medications that can increase sedation. So benzodiazepines, drugs like Xanax or, or Valium, uh, opiate medications. And I, if I remember reading the story correctly, I think he was on an opiate. Uh, replacement medication called Suboxone, which can sometimes cause a little bit more sedation. And so when you use those drugs in combination with ketamine, some people may experience more adverse effects. Uh, and so it's not to say that we, we don't use those medications, um, but we use them with a lot more Got caution. It. So we would probably tell them not to take them as regularly used unless this was an emergency or they were having breakthrough symptoms. If you're being prescribed ketamine and a doctor is is overseeing the administration of it, how often do you receive it? Uh, so it depends on the formulation or delivery route. So for IV ketamine, the typical therapy is one infusion per week for six weeks, and then you would move into a maintenance phase. For our intranasal ketamine, it's a twice-weekly administration for four weeks and then a once-weekly administration for four weeks, and then after that, there is maintenance if you're responding. Uh, and so that's the kind of standard protocol for ketamine. Last question, doctor, because it does say in, in one of the articles I have read, um, obviously drowning was a factor, coronary artery disease was a factor, and also it says the effects of buprenorphine. I'm probably mispronouncing mm -hmm. that. Um, would that have been one of the drugs that could have mixed and made sedation worse? Or if you had a patient, let me ask you, on that drug, would you have any concerns about mixing those two things, I guess? Yeah, I mean, that medication is a replacement for typically opioid use disorder. And so patients that have been addicted to opiates are placed on that medication. So that's definitely something that we would take into consideration uh, if somebody was going to get ketamine, just like we would if they were taking, you know, hydrocodone or oxycodone. Um, it's not a contraindication per se, but we want, want to make note of that and say, hey, you're at a probably a slightly increased risk for having some sedation. And we would want to monitor for that. And then we want to kind of follow up with you and see, you know, when you went home, did you take longer to recover? Were you feeling more? Um, kind of fatigue and tired the next day, and then we might adjust the ketamine dose down or see if we could adjust the opioid um, uh, suboxone or buprenorphine dose down as well. And so it's just something to be very mindful of. Uh, there's only a few absolute contraindications to ketamine um, therapy, and those are usually vascular in nature. So that would be like um, blood um, vessel dilation or a history of a hemorrhagic or bleeding into the brain type of stroke. Um, short of that, everything else is kind of relative, and we just have to do our trade-off discussion and try to to maximize um, the benefits and reduce the risks. Dr. Tyler Chervested with the University of Kansas Health System. Do appreciate your time and your expertise on this matter. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. All right. Be well, doctor. Thank you very much. It's sad either way, but it does make sure. sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a sedation drug. And he was probably horribly depressed. And I, on some other and, things. And, yeah. And, and then and, you get in a hot tub. And I, and I don't. I, I bought his book last year. I don't think in the book he makes any secret of the fact oh, no. that not only did he he struggle with addiction issues, of course, but he also struggled from depression. And, I mean, it, it all makes sense now. 913-586-7798. We will do Festivus Friday, the airing of the grievances, right after the 5 o'clock news here on Dana and Parks. Story here from ABC News just came in. The Virginia mother of the six-year-old boy, you guys will remember this story. 
the Virginia mother of the six-year-old boy accused of shooting his first-grade teacher in class earlier this year was sentenced today to two years in prison for child neglect. Deja Taylor pleading guilty in August to state felony child neglect in connection with the January shooting at Rich Neck Elementary School in Newport News, Virginia. A misdemeanor charge of endangering a child was dropped. This is Taylor's second prison sentence in connection with the shooting. In November, she was sentenced to 21 months in prison after pleading guilty to federal charges of using marijuana while in possession of a firearm and making a false statement about her drug use during the purchase of said firearm. Both are felonies. So good. I think we should charge every parent in every case anytime anything like this happens. But, you know, there's a huge debate right now over your right to own a firearm and dot, 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 smoke a little on the side. Mm. Think about it. Police officers, anyone who has access to a weapon, you mean to tell me none of those people are taking an edible here and there to go to sleep? But legally, you're not supposed to do that. Legally, you're not supposed to take an edible? You're not supposed to have marijuana. And a firearm. And a firearm. I see what you're saying. Period. Period. Um, I, I think we are in a, in a weird juxtaposition regarding marijuana laws in the United States where the law is not catching up with where the states are going. Correct. And we have a federal law, and I'm not looking to get into this debate. I don't care. I don't care. It's just new territory yeah. because, you know, it's now, <clears throat> quote, socially acceptable like alcohols. You can drink a beer and have a firearm. Not at the but same time be, in a bar. I was going to say, you can't be drunk with a firearm. That's that's against the law. And I'm not saying she shouldn't be charged and go away. I mean, mm-hmm. she should. Yeah. The, clearly, that firearm was locked and loaded and in some space where a six-year-old found it. And and, and I think that's the greatest crime. Oh, God, I yes. mean, If we're going to get into a, a very, very quick gun discussion, uh, I, I couldn't care less that she smoked some weed and a couple days later went and bought a gun. And... I, I couldn't care less. W- what I care about is that she had a six-year-old boy who clearly clearly, has behavioral issues. And within reach of that six-year-old boy who's got behavior problems is a loaded firearm. That is her biggest crime, I- I- in my opinion. Yep. And so she will be going to prison for two years. Goodbye. Uh, Etsy is laying off 11% of its workforce. At the height of the holiday season as the e-commerce giant looks to restructure its business and streamline costs against a very challenging macro and competitive environment, according to the company. Those are their words. Uh, About 225 employees will be cut from Etsy's workforce, which will bring the headcount for the core Etsy marketplace to about 1,700 people. All right. All right. By the way, I, I have to tell myself. Okay. Is this about Etsy? Because if you said you're, you're like a return customer, I'm going to be very surprised. I have shopped on Etsy from okay. time from time to time. Not judging. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Not, w- nothing at all. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's wrong with a man shopping on Etsy? Uh, nothing. Are, are I would, men not I, allowed to I, shop no, on Etsy? I would not have guessed that you are. I'm a connoisseur an of avid Etsy. Customer of Etsy <laughs> or any of the, you know, I wouldn't say I'm avid. Shutterfly. I mean, I'm trying to think of Poshmark. I mean, I don't Etsy have time. is the zenith of small business. That's exactly right. I'm not denying it. Unless you're selling Luke Combs items, and then you're going to be slapped with a massive I- lawsuit. <laughs> well, but 
And then quickly forgiven when yeah. he finds out. Thank you. Um, are men not supposed to be on Etsy? You're absolutely able to go to Etsy. I just, I'm curious where this is going is all I'm saying. <clears throat> I am disappointed in myself by the amount of online shopping I've done for Christmas. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, you used to be a brick and mortar I guy. Am, I, and I still am a brick well, and mortar what guy. what happened? Well, damn, it's convenient. I know. <laughs> it's really convenient. You know, yeah. there's a thing right now where you plug in a thing and you say a thing and your Amazon driver gets like $5. It's sweeping the nation. It's all over social. Like uh, to you, say thank you. Yeah, you have to do thank a driver on your Amazon order. Yeah. Thank a driver. We should all yeah. be thanking a driver. So when you order, do you put it like, is it a promo code like thank a driver? I think it's on the rate your delivery portion of it. Fine. I'm not sure. Thank the driver. I, I have a neighbor uh, two doors down, um, and they, every Christmas season, will put out a, a little TV tray yeah. uh, outside their front door, and they stock it with snacks. And it says, for Amazon delivery drivers only. Okay. And I think that's really sweet. I think that is very sweet, but I also think if everyone... Now, how much are you ordering on Amazon? Just get, yeah, I just gave $5. Mm-hmm. They would probably say, I'd rather have, you know, because that'll well, start adding up. Yeah, they'd rather the cash than, yes. you know, Okay, so Twizzler. here's how it works. You either say to your Amazon smart device with a female name that I will not say, mm-hmm. uh, thank my driver after you receive your delivery, or you okay. search thank my driver on Amazon's website oh, good. and go through the steps that it leads you to, and it will thank your most recent delivery driver with a $5 tip I'm gonna out of do Amazon's right now. pocket. Amazon, I'm going to go thank my driver. We should all do that. I want everyone to do that right now. Now, it only works for the first 2 million thank yous. Oh, well, let's do what? it. So they're only dedicating 10 mil. Hello, Dana. The country. What? They're not wait, donating wait, who, it. We're donating it. I was going to say. Not donating, who, dedicating. Who, 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 who decides that? Amazon? Amazon says that the first two million thank yous will send a $5 tip to the driver at no cost to the customer. Oh, they're sending it. Well, why not just let me give? Why not just give it to them when they show up at your house? That's it. All you have to do is say, thank my driver, and they do it. Well, I would have been happy to pay the $5. Even after the two million thank yous, the five dollar tips and the five dollar tips have been given out. Customers can still thank the driver. Guess what I bought on Amazon? And I know you're going to make fun of me. I know you're going to make fun of me, but I don't even care. I don't even care. Yes. Can it wait till after the bottom of the hour break? Oh, it's one of those things that popped up on Facebook, and I'm like, oh, we're going to do it. Yay! Did we lose another Roomba? Was it a Roomba? No, but if someone wants to buy my Roomba, it's for sale. By the way, the same neighbors that have the little TV tray out for the Amazon drivers. I was over at their house because they're big Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Yeah. And I went over to watch the game the other weekend. And guess what's rolling around the house? Like, it's all over. And I went upstairs. We were watching the game down in the basement. I go upstairs to leave. And here comes a Roomba. And I look down, and they they listen to the show. Yeah. And I go, oh, that's what it looks like. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Mine's been in the closet since I, I bought it. They go, what are you talking about? I go, Dana's is stuck under a couch. Been there for two years. <laughs> All right, quick break. And then we will find out what Dana bought. Uh, 913-586-7798. Festivus Friday coming your way right after the 5 o'clock news on Dana and Parks. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, what'd you buy? All right. I know you're going to make fun of me, and I don't even care. I decided I wanted to do something fun that the whole family could do, and you can go online and buy, like, a painting that you paint together. And you can... (laughs) Paint by number? Yes! You can literally take, like, our photo of you and me and Sam that is still one of the most iconic, hilarious photos. The one with the... Yes. Put booties on? Yes, of all time. You send that photo in on any of these websites... Then they send that photo back, but it's not a photo. It is just a white canvas, and you get brushes, and all the paints are numbered, and it's paint by number. And then theoretically— Why do you think I'm going to make fun of you for at the, Because I don't paint. I'm not an artist, and I think at the end it's going to look probably goofy, but I don't care. I think it, I told the kids we're going to do this, and they're so excited. So I got some nice little brushes, and everyone's going to take a brush, and we're just going to sit there, and we're going to paint it out, baby. <laughs> I don't think this is a bad idea at all. I love this idea. I think, like, online, it looks like Picasso has painted your photo. I don't think, I don't have any... um... I think you'll be surprised. Really? And here's why I say that. Uh, In my home, right when you come in, you've been to my house. Yeah. Right when you come in the the garage, there's the first floor bathroom right across from the door. Well, on that wall is a painting that my dad did. Oh, wow. Right before he died. Oh, wow. So when my dad was not well, which is to say 1997, 98, my mother would go get him paint by numbers things it, just to keep his mind sure. working and, and give him something to do yeah. while she was at work. But like landscapes and that kind of stuff. Well, the picture that we have is of a bridge, like like a barn and a bridge. Okay. That my dad love it. Just sat at home one day yeah. while my mom was off at work, and he just painted by numbers, and it's a beautiful little painting. And my mom years later had it matted and framed and gave it to me as a gift, and it hangs. Oh, that's it, a great. And it hangs right inside my door when you walk into my home. Okay, so there are tips idea. out there, by the way. Seven common mistakes that will ruin your paint by number, like all of these things. Oh, yeah. Paint by numbers fail, which that that makes me laugh. But the <laughs> point of all of this is not, is it going to end up looking like a masterpiece? The point of it is, 
you know, let's all sit down, everyone grab a brush. Family time. Family time. And also, I do think there's something calming about putting the brush to canvas. Happy little trees. I don't, I don't think that. No, we're going to play some Bob Ross in the background because you know that makes me happy. Right there on the call mat. He goes, Take that brush. Take that brush. Tree just gets happier and happier by the minute. Stab it. You ever listen, by the way, some of the things Bob Ross says, I'm just going to be honest, sound like other things if you know what I mean. Yeah. Going to take a little fan brush and a little cloud white. He says, what? White. I'll find it right now. He's on the call mat. What do you mean? No, he does. Why would he do that? I don't know why. You mean you don't know why? I don't know why. Where's Bob Ross? I'm telling you, you turn on Bob Ross. Here it is. You, you got the little music here? To series 31 of The Joy of Painting. Oh, yeah. If this is your first time with us, allow me to extend a personal invitation for you to drag out your paints and your brushes and paint along with us each show. I'm going to do that, Bob, but listen to the paint sound. We we'll take a little touch of thalo blue. Oh, thalo blue is a beautiful, beautiful bluey color. Just tap a little into the bristles. We don't need a lot. Tap it. All right, let's go right up in here. Now we'll start. At some point he goes, let's get crazy. Whoa. <laughs> no, he does. Hey, weirdo. He goes, let's take a little bit of that daylight blue and let's just tap it. You just tap it. Let's, let's just get crazy. I thought he was saying, say a little blue no. and had a lisp. No, I'm telling little, you, little some blue. of the things he says. Little X's. Just little crisscross strokes. That easy. That easy. And we'll work all the way across the canvas. So one night I'm listening to this and Chris oh, comes home and he goes, what? In the Sam Hill, are you listening to? And I go, no, no, no. Don't you make fun of Bob Ross. And his phthalate blue. Wait. Just, tap, just add a little, add a little paint, paint. You just tap it. They have studied this, Scott. That noise of his little yeah, fan it's, brush. It's, it's calming. Does something in your brain where mm-hmm. you go, oh. I fall asleep with Bob Ross. I'm not going to lie. I'm not even ashamed to admit it. Wait, wait. You fall asleep listening to or watching Bob Ross? I listen to it on the Calm app. And then every once in a while, he'll say something. I promise you, he says this. You just take that brush and you make love to it. And I go, whoa, oh, my God. Whoa. And then I start laughing. And I'm like, wait, we're supposed to be calm here. Wait but every minute. once in a while, he says something that is, you know, I think that, Bob had Dana a little. starts to dream. No, I think Bob had a little <laughs> bit of a, if you've watched that documentary, I think he had a little bit of a naughty streak. In the old Bob Ross. Whoa, yes. Oh, really? I do. Uh, yeah, I think Bob was a freak. I'm going to be honest. I think Bob got his freak oh, on. come on. Scott, he sold out arenas full of women wanting to paint poinsettias, if you know what I mean. And I don't mean paint poinsettias. <laughs> I he mean, was really he, sad. he was kind of like this iconic cult and these housewives would. You've got to watch the documentary about well, Bob Ross. We, we, we grew up Watching Bob Ross. He I was, know, but behind he, the he scenes, like there was joke. some drama, and there was some, you know, his son did not get, and his son's name, I think, is also Bob Ross, doesn't get a dime of his fortune because it went to some uh, He didn't get that, a dime of no, his fortune. No, he, no, none of them did because he partnered up with some business partner, and the allegation is they started selling paints. They started selling brushes with Bob Ross's likeness well, remember, on there, it. Remember, there's a, a Chia pet. Yes. There's a Bob Ross but Chia all pet. all of that money goes to his former business partner and her husband or something, and his son is broke. Really? Oh, yeah. He died being worth less than a million dollars despite doing over 150 episodes yes. and however many lives. And Scott, lives. His, his, um, his dynasty, like literally if you look at all of the crap that sold with his likeness on it, it's 
tens of millions of dollars. Now, hold on. You said he did 150 episodes. Is that what you said, Sam? Something like that. Yeah, but that's not where he made his money. The money comes from the merch. Well, I understand, but where are those 150 paintings? Um, In his lifetime, he made, not he, but his likeness made more than $20 million off of books, videotapes, and art kits. Yeah. yeah. Where are those paintings wow. that he painted on on each one of those episodes? Because I'm telling you right now, if he didn't sell them in his lifetime, can he has become this... Iconic. Yes. Pop culture icon. My kids know who Bob Ross is. The name of the documentary is Bob Ross, Happy Accidents, Betrayal, and greed. Pardon me, it was 403 episodes and uh, roughly 30,000 paintings. Okay, there's no way that he sold all 30,000 of those paintings. Where are they? So it's like you and I do a show every single day, okay? People will say to me, what was it you were talking about Monday? And I go, I have no idea what I ate for breakfast. I don't have any idea. For Bob Ross, the painting every day, that he probably painted it, tossed it. It it, it didn't, to him he was doing it every day. You need to watch the documentary. It was the way the corporation was set up. It was. The Bob Ross Inc. states that when any partner of the company dies, the rest of that stock will be equally divided among the remaining partners. Which was a business partner. Uh, well, then that's on him. Well, yeah. at the end of the doc, well, he was very ill at the end when some of this stuff was signed, well, as I, I recall. But at the very end of the documentary, it shows his son now going to these paint shows going, I'm Bob Ross's son. And they're like... Aren't, okay. you, aren't you a billionaire? And he's like, no. I mean, it's it's something. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. And, and the business partner never once thought, man, I, I might throw Bob Ross Jr. a bone. Nope. 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 <laughs> okay. That's why the documentary is called Happy Accidents, Betrayal, and Greed. Do, do, you, do you remember what uh, stream? It's on Netflix. It's, it's on Netflix. Okay. It's really good. It's only an hour and 30 minutes. You like it. Such right. a happy treat. And I do think there is some suggestion. Stroke. That Bob Ross gun is freak on, if you know what I mean. The ladies loved Bob Ross. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. LL Cool B. No, I think he... Uh, what? <laughs> ladies I love think, cool I, think, I, yes, I, I think he, you know, went on the road and... <clears throat> just a happy hat. Painted just, some happy trees and clouds and, you know... Just tap, 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 yeah. tap. Yeah. Stroke. <laughs> They never come out right and say it, but it's suggested. I mean, we meet at the hotel and tip, 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 tip. Nine one three. Want to see my fan brush? <laughs> yes, please. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight five eight six seven seven nine eight. Festivus Friday coming your way in sixteen minutes. All right, we got Festivus Friday coming your way in about 10 minutes from now. The airing of the grievances, we do it every Friday at 5 o'clock. We have the latest update in the Jackson County property tax assessment, whatever you want to call it, scandal, I I don't know. Debacle. Uh, The Missouri State Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick has been looking into it for a couple of weeks now, and he said that he will announce his preliminary results at 1 p.m. on Monday. Hmm. Does it rhyme with dumpster fire? No, I think that's the exact words. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't rhyme. A story here from Channel 5. The Missouri Department of Revenue is owed a combined $78 million. Missouri Department of Revenue. Wow. 
$78 million in delinquent state, local, and penalties related to 59,000 expired temporary vehicle permits. Now, we've heard about this for a long time. And this started right around COVID. And for whatever reason, people never ended up going back and getting their temporary tags removed and getting a real license plate. Well, they basically told people, we're not going to pull you over for it. We don't want you in the DMV getting people sick. I know. I know. It's 2023. 59,000 expired temporary vehicle permits. Department spokeswoman Anne-Marie Moy saying, and I quote, it should be noted that the amount may change drastically as the department is provided and made aware of rescinded sales, errors, trade-in or tax credit documentation. One of the many bills that have so far been pre-filed in the Missouri House of Representatives is a measure that would crack down hard on Missouri drivers with expired temp vehicle tags. But they've been saying they were going to do that for a year and a half now, and well, now they're nothing's really happened. cracking down. Now we're, we're done pretending that we're cracking down, and yeah. now we're really going this is to the do it. Actual cracking of the down. Mm-hmm. Well, but what I've seen more often than the expired tag lately is people just with nothing there. <laughs> And how you don't get pulled over oh with God. that, I don't know. The handmade one. Remember the handmade one that just says, as God is my witness, I'm going to get a tag? Sam, I am so glad you brought that up. And, and again, we're not looking to make this a topic. We got Festivus coming up here in seven minutes. I was behind a pickup truck the other day, not far from my house. <laughs> and I'm getting ready to turn on to Shawnee Mission Parkway. Yeah. This truck was not old, but it wasn't brand new. It did not have a license plate. Was it hauling cattle? It was not hauling cattle. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a farm tag? I no. still can't not believe we let people get away with that. There, 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 and, and it's not the only one I've seen. I see it all the time. And, and I'm wondering, like, does a cop never get behind you? Ever? Uh, the last time that I failed to renew my tag before the expiration date, I got pulled over on day two. On day How, two? Day two. <laughs> How do these people get around and not get pulled over? I, I have no idea. I mean, listen, it's not every day that a police officer is behind me in traffic, but it's not uncommon. Uh, and by the way, my day two pullover was post-COVID. All these other people, no plate. You're good. <laughs> so I'm just taking my plate off. Somebody says here uh, on the text line from, I'm, I'm not going to give the number because they claim to be a police officer. Uh, police officer here on the Kansas side I pull over three to five fake Missouri temp tags every week. Wow. At least you can just stay on your own side of the state line. If you're yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> stay over there. And I always assume, I hate to say it, I always assume the car's not insured. I'm getting away from well, you. And, and, and what, are, what are we to do? You know, I'm not going to say anything. It's none of my business. Are you going to honk at him and yeah. say, no. hey, go to the DMV. You're no, a you are not. Do well. You- <laughs> I see you. Those are temporary <laughs> tags from 2020. Shame. Did you know that date on the back of your car is an expiration date? Yeah. yeah. Ma'am, temporary does not mean three years. I, I just, <laughs> listen, I, I'm not breaking the law. There's nothing in my car that shouldn't be in there. But I follow the law because I don't want to be pulled over. I, I just don't understand how people just driving around. Who cares? 
I'm driving around with a temp tag. Or I'm the guy in the white pickup truck that was in front of Scott the other day that didn't even have a license plate. Ooh, from the text line, my neighbor has an August temp tag. If it's your neighbor, do you say something? Oh! Hey, buddy, couldn't help but notice. God, You're five months beyond. The, The other thing, did you see one of the sheriff's departments posted on Facebook the other day? Please check your A for auto versus normal headlight setting now that daylight saving time has kicked or non-kicked in. Because have you noticed an inordinate number right now of cars driving around without their lights on? It is everywhere. And I was on Nall the other night, and the car in front of me, no lights. It's not a heavily lit corridor Mm -hmm. right there on Nall either. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, do I speed up and get next to this person and do the universal sign for roll your window down, your lights are not on? And then I thought, why am I getting involved well, that person I, could be crazy. I drive by people on the highway without their lights on, and my truck's a bigger truck. I can see the fact that their dash lights are not on. Are you just guessing what speed I, you're I, going? I don't understand. you can't see your speedometer. And, and, but the sheriff's department the other day was trying to say this has something to do with the setting in some of the cars. Just put it on A for automatic. It mm-hmm. knows. Why, why wouldn't you just leave it on that? I don't know. And I've always wondered, like, every once in a while, I'll go get my oil changed somewhere. Why do they turn them off? Just leave them on. The only time I turn them off is if I'm parking in front of a restaurant and I'm putting lip gloss on or something, so I'm not blinding the people sitting there. You have to remember to put it back on A. We've got Festivus Friday coming your way in just a moment. The airing of the grievances. Get in early. This is the easiest and best time to get in if you have a grievance that you want to share. 913-586-7798. 913-586-7798. Festivus Friday next. Here on Dana and Parks. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.